0: Welcome to Todd Talks, where I help you become the best version of you that you get to design. This isn't me designing your life or telling you what is best for you. This is me helping you decide what that future looks like. I offer you ideas, stories, ways, and methods that you can use to improve your life. This is the first of many podcasts working to help you help yourself. Live the life you design and the life you dream. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button to get all the latest updates. Today's episode is called Why Self-Deception Sucks and How to Get Over It. I've suffered from self-deception many, many times. In fact, self-deception is the hallmark of why I haven't lost the weight I want to lose. I'm sure you've had this experience. You tell yourself you're going to lose weight and stick to a plan. You tell yourself, You are eating normal-sized portions. You believe that you're doing everything right, but the weight doesn't come off. Why? I know why. Because my portions are actually huge. Even when I deceive myself into believing they're not. Do I need two big burritos for lunch? Is that going to help my weight loss plan? No, that right there is self-deception, and I'm admitting it. I delude myself, just as you do, for one reason or another. As they say, The first step to fixing a problem is recognizing the problem. Did you know that every single one of us suffers from some form of self-deception to one degree or another? It's true. According to the dictionary, self-deception is the act or practice of allowing oneself to believe that a false or unvalidated feeling, idea, or situation is true. Now, this is relevant because of the inherent fact that we do not have a perfect knowledge of things as they really are. We have perceptions. There are facts and there are perceptions. You know what perceptions are, right? They're what we perceive or think to be true, whether they are or not. Many things that are true, we know we can know as facts and have knowledge of the truth of them. However, There are a myriad other things in our lives that we can take as gospel truth, or that we take as gospel truth, which are presumably and quite possibly false. This has happened to all of us. Ananias Nin stated this truth most clearly. We see things not as they are, but as we are. In other words, our perceptions, our views, our beliefs, our thoughts all can combine to deceive us into believing something is true or false when the opposite is true. This is why I say that self-deception sucks. It truly does. This is why you have contestants on American Idol or The X Factor that are horrible, but believe they are the best singers out there. They make us cringe, yet they believe that they belong on that stage, on the world stage. This is why you get extremes on the left and right of political issues, along with name calling, physical violence, and just nastiness, which the perpetrator often feels that they are justified in doing. They feel justified in their actions or words because of their beliefs, their perceptions. Look at what's going on right now with this election. You have one side saying nothing happened, even when things look sketchy. You have the other side blowing things out of proportion. You have a media that pretends that COVID is a woke virus and that anti-Trump protests are good and pro-Trump protests are bad. Self-deception. The truth is almost always somewhere in the middle. I'm not going to get into the politics. These are just examples of bias. Self-deception can cloud our views of our, our own faults. Self-deception can make us believe that we are doing better than we are. Self-deception can convince you that something is true that is undeniably false. The disconnect is between our conscious and our subconscious minds. In the Bible, Christ taught us that before we discuss and point out the moat, small particles, in our brother's eye, we should pull the beam, big beam, out of our own eye. I mean that we need to acknowledge our own faults before we start trying to point out everybody else's. I will readily admit my own mistakes, my own areas of weakness, because we're not perfect, I'm not perfect, but I have learned some things and I'm here to help. How often do you see people that cannot acknowledge any wrongdoing ever? How often do you point out everyone else's flaws but ignore your own? How many people do you know that will never admit to being wrong about anything. We see it all the time. Marriages are destroyed by it. Friendships are destroyed by it. Jobs are lost, and the people that lose them won't admit that they're in the wrong. It's always someone else's fault. When I was a kid, I was taught that every time you point your finger of blame at someone, three more are pointed back at yourself. The first step in overcoming self-deception is to recognize that it exists. We must acknowledge that we are culpable. You must be able to acknowledge that you were in the wrong. Parents whose kids are arrested for doing drugs or committing atrocities need to acknowledge that they aren't angels. Their kids aren't angels, I should say. If you're drinking too much, you need to admit it and seek help. If you think everyone is against you, take a deep, long, hard look inside. Maybe you'll find something that you don't want to see open those Pandora's boxes that we close to protect ourselves from ourselves. Often, we self-deceive as mental protection, mental armor against a harsh world that we don't think we fit in. Although as humans, we generally believe we are much better, more prettier, handsome, and smarter than those around us, than we actually are. Psychologist Alexandra Wisnowski and her colleagues found that people perform better when they imagine that their negative habits and delusions have a good side. Therefore, is it necessary to overcome all self-deception? That's a good question. How can you tame your tendency to flatter yourself without tipping too far into unmotivated gloom? It is a hard balance to strike, but here are a few suggestions. In order to overcome self-deception, we need to be mindful of reality. You need to be true to yourself. You know, mindfulness is best portrayed in The Last Samurai. I don't know if you've seen the movie. I love the movie. Um, The main character, the Japanese main character, I can't remember his name at the moment, um, while looking at a perfect cherry blossom, tells Tom Cruise that he needs to see life in every breath. You can learn to perceive each moment. Often, mindfulness deals with meditation, but you can be mindful throughout your day. You can become aware of your thoughts, feelings, goals, desires, reactions to situations, and see life in every breath. You will quite often during these podcasts find me talking about mindfulness because it is one of the ways that we can truly finds to be happy. You know, rather than saying I'm tired, is that you feel tired and look at what you've been doing to understand why you're tired. It's learning to focus and understand your perception of your own mind. Remember, some forms of self-deception can be used for your benefit through the use of the law of attraction and mindset. It's not really self-deception though because you know what you're doing. I'll cover those techniques for improving your life in other shows. For this one, I'm focusing on the negative aspects of self-deception and things you can do to overcome them. Here are some techniques for building mindfulness and improving your capability to thwart negative self-deception. First, you need to become aware of how you talk to yourself. We all talk to ourselves. You talk to yourself all the time. I know I do. Evaluate your thoughts. Acknowledge them. Are they positive or negative? Negative self-talk promotes self-deception. Become your own cheerleader and coach rather than a critic. Second, you need to identify a purpose or a goal to work towards. Why? Because we tend to rationalize and deceive ourselves when we aren't trying to accomplish anything. We rationalize that we are not worth it, that there is no point, that life just is there etc. Setting goals and working on them consistently will help overcome some of the negative programming in your head. Third, find out what you're really truly good at and acknowledge it. When you're struggling with self-doubt, which is very common with self-deception issues, it's important to remember the things you are good at. It's important to acknowledge your worth. 90% of the time most people say lots of negative things about themselves, to themselves. It's probably higher, but 90% is a good round number. Fourth, and I got this one from lifehacks.org. Take time to play. As you get older, you tend to lose the childish wonder that you have for the world. You lose the ability to play and just enjoy life. I remember once being at a dance club with guys that I work with, and they asked How could I be out there dancing with them without a drop of alcohol in me? How could I be enjoying myself? I told them I was high on life. As people age, they can only let down and have a good time through alcohol or drugs. I find that to be sad. But life is a grand adventure, and it's sad that we lose our childish wonder for play. Play. Dance in the rain. Build snow forts. Have snowball fights. Play tag. Get outdoors and hike and explore. Go to museums. See artwork. Look at the sky and watch the stars. Kiss. Remember, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't play. Play provides happy hormones. It helps you to really, truly be at, one, at peace with yourself. Now, These things will improve your self-esteem, your self-value, and fill you with happy hormones, as I just said, called endorphins, that will stimulate positive thinking. There's too much negativity out there, too much negativity in our lives. Now, I'm not going to push my beliefs about alcohol on you. Drink if you want and drink responsibly. I just enjoy being able to have fun without supplementation. Full disclosure, full disclosure, I do love a good caffeinated soda to give me energy when I'm feeling sluggish. So there is that. I want to cover one more important thing about why we self-deceive. Knowing why is important in fixing the problem. On lifehack.org, in an article written by Erica Wagner, she says, We often don't even know that we're in a state of denial of the truth or reality. We lie to ourselves to make us feel better about a certain situation. For example... A woman who is physically and mentally, who is in a physically and mentally abusive relationship believes that what is happening to her is a mistake made by her significant other or often justifies their behavior based on something she did that she believes was wrong. What this woman fails to realize is that the same person who is causing her harm is the same person she believes will protect her and keep her safe. From an outside perspective, nothing about that particular behavior can be justified. However, this woman is in a stage of self-deception where her mind is attempting to protect her from the harmful truth. And she quotes Courtney Warren, PhD, who says, We deceive ourselves because we don't have enough psychological strength to admit the truth and deal with the consequences that will follow. Some issues require professional help and you need to get it. Don't be afraid to get help. Don't continue to suffer and deceive yourself that you're to blame for someone else's abuse of you. Finally, why is all this important? Why does self-deception suck? And why should you work on finding out where you're deluding yourself? Because you don't want to live with regret. You don't want to get to the end of your life and say, if only. Those are some of the saddest words. If only I'd, you don't want to live with the regret of a wasted life. Looking back at your choices and actions can fill you with regret because you can't change the outcome of your choices. But you can learn from them. You can learn to make better choices and actions by seeing where you deluded yourself into thinking you were right. That's the beauty of life, though, that we can change and improve. The whole point of Todd Talks are to help you design the life that you want and learn ways to improve it. Next time, I'll be talking about how to look forward and live in the present. I hope you learned a lot today, and I hope that you can put into practice these things that, that I've been teaching. Design your best life. Until then, this is Todd, your host of Todd Talks, saying thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and tune in for the next episode where I discuss how to look forward while living in the present. If you like what you've heard today, please hit the subscribe button or that big thumbs up or the like button wherever you're listening to this podcast. Give us five-star review. Todd Talks are available on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are available. Have a blessed day.